Welcome to Get Yourself Back, a podcast designed especially for those recovering from narcissists. Here, I teach you how to heal, how to feel lasting peace, lead with love, and create the life you want, no matter what you've been through or who is in your life. Hi, I'm Laura, by the way, and I'm the coach for people dealing with narcissists who have lost themselves trying to survive. It's time to get yourself back. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. So last time we talked a little bit about um, what happened with my mom and I promised you an episode where I would talk a little bit more about her and my grief journey. However, I am going to be honest with you, I'm still not quite ready for that. I I do talk a little bit about it on my email list. Sometimes I will send an email where I talk about things and insights that I've learned here and there from my mom. Um, But it's not the whole story, but you'll get little snippets there. So if you're not on my email list, go ahead and get on that. That'll be in the show notes. Um, There's some really good things coming out lately. The um, Lots of things are happening, actually lots of exciting things. And so today's episode is actually another client conversation with my amazing client, Deborah. She is so phenomenal. She and I worked together for only 10 weeks. I had a little special boundary mastery program and she joined and she is just so incredible. She went from being a person who was terrified of boundaries, scared to say no, even to her own children, her own husband. And we worked for several weeks. And then one day it finally just clicked and she's just an incredible person. So I can't wait for you to hear her story. We're going to interview her. And I also wanted to clue you in. So I am doing right now another group program. It's called the Invincible Mastermind. So this is going to be a little different than private coaching. It's a little bit different than boundary mastery, which is what I had before, which was more of like a course with coaching. This is, this is going to be a little bit of a step up. So it's a group program where we have several women come together. We're in a group and the idea and the goal of this mastermind experience is to help each and every person truly become emotionally invincible. Now, invincible is a really strong word, right? It means that no one can hurt you. And when I talk about being emotionally invincible, it means that no one can emotionally cause you harm. So if you're not familiar with the concept in the way that I teach it, go ahead and go to the show notes. I'm going to link the two trainings that we did for the Invincible Mastermind. It's two parts. The first one's going to be about boundaries and the second one's going to be about, I'm sorry, the first one's about unconditional love. The second one is about boundaries. And I teach you in both of those absolutely 100% free trainings, 
how to become emotionally invincible using unconditional love and boundaries. And so that is going to give you kind of a precursor, a taste of what we're going to learn in the mastermind. And the purpose of the mastermind is not to just learn. This is not just a course because we can learn all day. I mean, that's what the podcast is about. It's about giving you the tools and the concepts and the insights that you need to get you started on your healing journey and to continue you forward. And the mastermind was created to not lo- to not only provide a higher level of content for you, but also to give you the support you need as you implement. Because implementation can sometimes be the hardest part. I wish I could help you implement on the podcast, right? I wish I could do more than just give you the knowledge and examples and what it looks like and how other clients have done it. There's truly that gap sometimes. For some clients, that's all they need is the podcast. And that's perfect. That's fantastic. For other clients, they need that extra oomph of support to take their work from knowledge to reality so that they can implement everything they're learning in their real life and they actually change. They become a different person. And so that's the whole point of the mastermind that I've created. It is to help you truly go from, I know the concepts intellectually to I am an emotionally invincible person now. I am am a master of boundaries. I'm a master of unconditional love for myself. I have reached my goals with what I want when it comes to the people in my life. I feel confident. I feel like I can create anything that I want. I feel like I'm finally healed from old wounds and I can move forward and I can teach my children and I can break generational curses and I can really move forward in my life with a new kind of joy, a new kind of way of living where you're not at the effect of other people. You're not at the effect of your past wounds. It's a whole new life. And you're going to hear about it here with Deborah here in a second. But I want that for you too, if that's what you need. If you are have been listening and following the podcast for a long time, and you feel like you understand the concepts, but actually applying them in real life has been a challenge. Let me tell you something that is normal. It's part of the process. I completely understand Those of us who have been through emotional abuse, what happens is your brain is literally conditioned to prevent you from seeking healing, to prevent you from implementation. And so the coaching is designed to help find those obstacles and deal with them one by one so that you change easily. It becomes second nature. That's what I want for you. So that's the Invincible Mastermind. It's going to be September 24th through 26th. The last day to sign up is going to be Monday, September 13th. So if you're listening to this, today is September 10th. I haven't given you tons of notice. <laughs> you know, that's just where we're at. It's it's all it's all perfect. So really, if this if this is something you know that you want, just go ahead. You know, I haven't given you tons of notice. That's okay go ahead and and join us because this is guaranteed to change your life or I return your investment to you. That is how confident I am about my work. 
and not just my work, your work. This is at the end of the day, I can give it all to you. I can provide for you the support, but you have to show up. So if you are ready to show up, if you're ready to put in the work, then I can guarantee that you will change with a hundred percent certainty. I've coached enough clients by now to really see the difference between those who are ready to show up because it creates a magical combination of guaranteed results. People change, they heal, they grow every single time. If they show up, I promise you, I will show up. I will give you everything I have and I will support you every step of the way. So the mastermind is designed to not only provide that for you, but also a community of women who are also on the same journey as you. And listen, I love to travel. I am such a travel junkie. I love to go to fancy places. And as part of this mastermind, I've also created a retreat experience. How fun is that? So not only do you get six months of support as you implement everything that you're learning so that you can change and become emotionally invincible. No one can truly hurt you again in terms of emotions. Obviously, you know, physical, that's a, that's a whole nother level, <laughs> but you get to do it in a beautiful place. We kick off the retreat from September 24th through 26th and it's in Waco, Texas. So fun. All you have to do is get yourself there and we take care of it everything else, all the food, all the lodging, all the transportation. Once you get there, we're going to go on excursions. We're going to go to Magnolia market. We're going to have conference time. We're going to have yoga and s'mores and hot tubbing and campfires. And it's just, it's going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm so excited. We're going to have a lot of fun because the coaching process, the work, why can't it be fun? At least that's, that's how I feel. You know, sometimes doing this work can be a little bit heavy, I get it. We're dealing with old childhood wounds. We're dealing with heavy emotions like guilt and shame. We're processing tons of grief, right? Sometimes the work can get a little heavy. And so I created this mastermind to be fun, to be exciting, to be luxurious a little bit, right? Why not enjoy the journey? (laughs) So if you're like me and you love retreats and you love travel and you love fun places, destination places, then this mastermind is for you. So we start out with the retreat. That's where I'm going to give you all of the content that I have created for the mastermind. And if you can't make it to the retreat, that's totally fine. Uh, the, the content that we're going to be doing there while we conference at the retreat will be filmed and I will make that available to you. And then for the next six months, so from the end of September until the middle of March, we are going to be implementing. We're going to, every single week, we're going to have a weekly call and we're going to implement all the things that you're going to learn and help you eliminate all the obstacles in the way of you becoming emotionally invincible. And so it's, it's a magical experience. Group coaching is so powerful because sometimes you don't always want to be in the hot seat of getting coached. And it's just as powerful to watch someone else who understands what you're going through, who's been what you have been through, who's experienced almost the exact kind of emotional abuse you've experienced, right? They're in the hot seat. They're getting coached. They're getting the transformation and they are processing through the same kinds of thoughts that you're having. It's just as transformational. It's truly a magical experience. So that's what I've created for you. It's, it's the invincible mastermind. So go to the show notes. You can, um, fill out your application. Uh, Applying for the mastermind is free. There will be 
payment plan options. You can pay all up front or um, if you need to do it monthly or whatever, we can set that up, that up for you. We'll be able to reach out to you individually if that's what you decide to choose when you fill out the application. There will be an option there. And I look forward to seeing the applications come in. It's You've got about, what is it, 72 hours or so <laughs> to get it done. You know, we don't waste any time over here. And if this is, if you're listening to this after the fact, if it's Tuesday, September 14th, um, and you still want to join the mastermind, just email me. It's Laura at by the way, coaching.com. Here's the thing. We have to have the deadline for the applications so that we can have a headcount for the retreat. So if you know for sure you want to be at the retreat, apply before uh, midnight on September 13th. That's a Monday. So this coming Monday. So if you know you want to come to the retreat and you know you want to be part of the mastermind, go ahead and just sign up really quick. Sign up right now. Now, if this is after the fact and you're like, wait a second, I really want to be part of this mastermind, um, you won't be able to come to the retreat, but you can still be part of the mastermind. Just email me and we'll start a dialogue and have a conversation. And um, if you're a good fit, then we'll go ahead and let you in and it won't be a problem. But the main thing is getting that headcount for the catering here at the retreat. I'm just really excited. It's been so much fun planning it. I hired an event planner and we've been out to the site several times out in Waco. It's this beautiful sprawling property that is just gorgeous. It's called um, the Gathering Oaks. And there are just a lot of beautiful oaks, obviously, in a beautiful house with a giant kitchen and lots of private rooms. And then on the property itself, there are private casitas, little little individual homes that have queen-size beds in your own refrigerator and your own bathroom. It's very private. It's very secluded. But at the same time, it's on the same property, so we can all come together when the time uh, comes for, you know, conferencing or meals or whatever. And so it's just such a fun, little luxurious experience, and I can't wait to share that with you. All right, so that's the mastermind, and that's what I've just been gearing up for for the last several months. Let me know if you have any questions about it. I'll, I'll link in my email address in the show notes as well so that if you have any questions, we can address that for you. But other than that, enjoy the episode with my good friend, Deborah, and I hope to see you on the flip side. <laughs> have a wonderful day. All right. Okay. Welcome back everyone to another episode of client conversations. I'm so excited to sit down with an amazing client of mine, Deborah. She's awesome. We have known each other for a few months now, and she has so many nuggets of wisdom that I can't wait for you to, to hear. So Deborah, welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so I want to uh, start off with, tell me about kind of what your life was like before you found the work. What were you thinking? What were you feeling? What was it like to be you and live in your brain? <laughs> <laughs> it was a mess. Uh, so, <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing for me was um, I was letting everybody else's emotions 
that anybody around me, emotions control my every day and every movement through everything. Um, whether it was with my immediate family, my husband and the kids to just at any social setting, you know, at a random party with or without friends, you know, anything like that. And it became to where a point where I was completely self-sacrificing my own happiness in my own self um, to make sure that other people were happy or what I thought for them, make them happy or trying to satisfy their emotional needs. Yes. Yeah. So kind of, can you maybe like give an example of what that would look like? Maybe like how that played out. Um, like one example would be, you know, I would have something planned, you know, that I did for either myself or, you know, not even myself, just that I needed to do. And then somebody would ask me to do something, whether it was something they needed help with, or even just something like, Hey, do you want to have a play date with our kids? Or do you want to go to lunch? And I would just have this inner turmoil of like, okay, I know I need to do this thing or I want to do this thing, but they're asking me to do this. So I should do that instead. And I would either stress so much about having to tell them no, that I would just like, you know, have what I now realize was anxiety mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then to where I just like would make myself sick almost of just that, you know, feeling of just insides. And then or I would completely sacrifice what I was supposed to be doing to go and do that because I wanted to make sure that their needs were taken care of. Mm-hmm. And so something simple as that, you know, that would happen. Yeah. And so like, you know, when those things kind of played out, like, how did you make sense of it all? How, how was the experience of your life living like that? Um, well, it was more of just like, I was so concerned with making sure everybody else was okay mm-hmm. that, and their needs were met, whether it was like emotional, you know, physical, whatever needs were met before I even thought about mine. And if I felt like I didn't do that, even the right way, it would just crush me or, um, mm-hmm. You know, so it was just, it was a very, um, self-destructive, mm-hmm. you know, uh, control. I was trying to control everything else around me, Yeah, but in reality, I had zero control over myself yes. and couldn't even, it, I mean, it was just, I would make myself sick almost trying to mm-hmm. make sure everything okay. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, it, it wasn't awesome, but <laughs> you answered it really <laughs> awesomely. Okay. Yeah. So that, okay. So then when you kind of, so how did you find me? I don't remember. So I was just, you know, randomly, um, you know, podcasts have gotten, you know, pretty popular in the last you know few years. And so I was like, everybody's like, you listen to podcasts. They have, you know, there's all these great. Pod-. So then I just kind of searched one day for self-help mm-hmm. <laughs> podcast. Um, and trying to, you know, because for a long time, I've known that I need to take better care of myself and take more control of my life. I just didn't know one, how much of an extent to it I needed to do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to, or where it was all rooted or anything like that. Um, 
So I kind of just did a search and I think one of your podcasts popped up and I might've even done specific like people pleasing. Um, and I listened to your podcast about people pleasing and it literally blew my mind. <laughs> yes, um, I love it. It's just like, I, there was one point in there and you were starting to describe like, you know, what, what is people pleasing and like, uh, or what people pleasers do and how they feel. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. Like, and I even made my husband do the podcast. (laughs) That's awesome. I was like, (laughs) I was like, this is, this is how I am. This is me, you know, and to kind of help him self understand a little bit. So then I kind of started following you and, um, and then you kind of started really starting to post about like the narc brain and, uh, characteristics of that. And I kept seeing like all of your lists and I was like, oh, that's me. Oh, that's me. Oh wait, no, that's how I feel. (laughs) And, uh, so then I kind of just started really thinking about it and it's like, well, maybe this is like something a lot bigger than I really even thought of like controlling my life and where it was all coming from and rooted from. And, um, so then, um, how we connected directly was I, um, you were doing like a free sessions or free coaching and I reached out to you and that's kind of how we got directly connected. Oh yeah. That's right. I remember that now. Yeah. We did a free session. It was really cool to meet you. Yeah, we did. We did a lot of work on that session. That was really good. Yeah. Um, and then, then you ended up joining one of my, uh, programs, boundary mastery, which, um, we, I've got new programs coming out, but I'll talk about later, but that was a really good, that was a really good program. We did really good. Um, cause your goal, what was your goal when you decided, all right, I'm going to work with her. Um, just to like, take myself back, which I know that's your podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Um, but I knew like, I, I knew that there was, um, things that I needed to change and it was more of a, I know I needed, I needed help to change that. So my goal was just to be able to really live my life on my own, you know, become my own person and amen not through everybody else around me, but to have my own person kind of, and make decisions for me and not just everybody else. I love that. I absolutely love that. It's so true how like we just lose ourselves. I mean, it Mm -hmm. really is. You know, I talk about this all the time, like this, it's this survival mechanism that happens where we literally learn how to erase ourselves, our wants, our needs, our desires, what's best for us, what we like, what we don't like, it's gone. We erase it in order to be safe, in order to make the person in front of us feel better, right? Like it, it it's, it's so powerful and it happens so quickly without us realizing it. Mm-hmm. It usually develops in childhood. And then we take that brain with us to adulthood. And then suddenly our life is like garbage (laughs) or or at least it feels that way. And we're just like, I'm not even running my own life. I don't even know what I like. I'm running around putting out all these fires and there's nothing left for me. Who am I? I don't even know what I want, much less. How do I even get it? Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, that's the experience for so many people. 
Okay. So we started working together. We worked on boundary mastery. We learned about boundaries and we started coaching. Tell me what it was like, first of all, to get coached. And like, if you can think of maybe the moment where it all clicked, mm-hmm. take us to that moment. What was it like getting coached and take us to the moment where it all clicked for you? Um, well, what I, what I noticed about with the coaching is, you know, cause I had done therapy before, you know, for a lot of times and, you know, it, it was all, you know, get your feelings out, talk it out and everything else. But what I got from coaching is, and what I really loved about it and was like, kind of fascinated with it is, you know, we would talk about something that was current or, and we would talk about how going through everything. And then as we, you walked me through it, it would kind of go backwards and it would go backwards to where it was kind of rooted in my childhood and growing up. And so we would talk about things that happened in my childhood, but it wasn't in a sense of like, okay, let's talk it out, get the feelings out. It was a, okay, this is what happened. This is how your brain processed it. Yeah. You know, and this is how it now has over the years now run your life. And so I could really see from, and realizing that a lot of it was childhood related and deeply rooted and that it was just kind of because of my circumstances, how my brain was kind of programmed. Right. And that if it, and so the realization kind of for me was like, well, because before I just thought, well, this is just normal. This feeling, this is normal or mm-hmm. this is, yeah, this is just me take it or leave it kind of, you know, of like, oh, there are, there's nothing I can do about it. And, but kind of realizing, um, a lot of stuff that it was in the past, you know, that happened, <laughs> you know, I know I always knew it affected me, but I didn't realize how it affected my brain and how it changed how you even like process things in your world and then how your brain processes it and then how it comes out. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, and then how it's just over the years, that's just, I've continued to do that. And because my brain doesn't know any other way. And like you said, or one of the terms that you've always used is it's because that's what feels safe to your brain. Yep. And Um, so it's just a matter of kind of retraining your brain and basically, you know, saying the opposite of your brain, you know, kind of telling your brain, no, this is not the way it is. I choose to think of it in this term, these terms or in this way. And yeah. So, okay. Can you give us like a concrete example of like something that we worked on that, you like you that illustrates the process that you just talked about do you remember anything specific um yeah like so I'm trying to think of a good one it would be you know I had a my hardest one was with my husband Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, we've had a lot of discussions you know about that of just you know letting him um process his feelings And, you know, so one of the things that, you know, we worked on was choosing not to fix things and not to, so like one of my thought boundaries 
it was, I do not fix things. And so whenever, you know, my husband, because for me, it was like, if my husband was upset or I thought he was upset or in people in general, I would just go into this mood of like, I have to fix it. What can I do to fix it? Okay. So he's feeling this way. That means I need to do these things, you know, because that's what I've been doing my whole life is from a very young childhood, just trying to make everything better. And so my brain was just programmed of going into that mode. And so I had to stop and literally, and I would say it sometimes out loud, (laughs) I do not fix things. And then, or, you know, it's okay for him to be upset. It's okay for him to be stressed, you know, and, and not just with him, just in people in general of, of doing that. And it didn't click right away. <laughs> you know, I, no, it did not. We spent not, many weeks on it. <laughs> no, it, it does not click right away, but, um, it, there was an instance we were, I don't remember exactly what it is, but I think it was either we were getting ready to go camping or we were getting ready for our trip. I think maybe we were getting ready for our trip and getting ready for a trip is stressful, especially with kids. <laughs> and, um, there was something, I don't even remember exactly, but he was stressed. He was upset and it was starting to affect me. And I was like, you know what? He's choosing that. He is reacting that way. It is like not my, it's not my fault, <laughs> you know, and, and just really realizing that, like, I think in that moment, <clears throat> I was kind of when it clicked of like, people choose how to react. You do not choose it. Yes. And, yeah. Oh, good. Then, okay. Can we just pause for a second? Yeah. <laughs> People choose how to react. You don't cause it. Mm-hmm. I think so many people like this is mind blowing. At least it was for me when like it finally clicked for me as well. Just this idea that uh, other people's negative emotion, other people's negative strong reactions is 100% up to them and really is never caused by you or me. <laughs> Right. And I remember you telling me that. And I'm like, no, you're like, I think I even said, no, you're wrong. <laughs> like, no, yes, like, no, it is my, like there, you know, it, it really took a long, you know, a while for not only just you and I, like, you know, you saying it out loud to me, but me saying it to myself and, you know, it's, I really, and even now I have, I still struggle with it. And I literally have to say it out loud to myself multiple times sometimes of like, you know what? They're choosing to have that reaction. That is their choice. Even if I said something or did something that, you know, wasn't right or wrong, they're still choosing to react that way. And that I can't change that as much as I, you know, would want to sometimes I can't change that. And that is them choosing to react that way. Yeah. That was the biggest thing is learning that basically I like, it's not, it's not, it's not my job to fix everybody's emotions. (laughs) (laughs) 
like one more time for the for the people in the back it is not my job to fix and manage everybody's emotions around me like to know that because it's one thing for me to tell you that over and over it's quite another to like know it deep down in your bones like what is that like to know that um it's freeing it's it definitely is you know because it takes a lot of the burden off myself mm-hmm. um and I mean, like I said, I still have to, you know, process it and say it out loud. It's easier sometimes than others for me to like, you know, brush it off, I guess. But um, that's kind of what I just say to myself is like, that's, they are choosing that. That is their choice. They can be stressed about that. He can be stressed about that. That's him reacting that way, you know, or you know, if something happens around the house or with the kids, it's like, no, he's choosing to do that and react that way. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I've, you know, the the other night we were supposed to do some stuff with some friends and um, the day just kind of got away and, or it was like the next night and we totally forgot what day it was. Things were kind of hectic and we were just like, you know, just, it'd be too stressful to try and do that, you know, tomorrow. So we were going to cancel. And normally I would have just wrestled with this and tried to like go through this long explanation of like, I'm so sorry, like da, 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 da. And I was just like, you know what? I don't have to do that. I can, you know, so I just sent a simple text like, Hey guys, you know, we're not gonna be able to make it. We're going to take a rain check. Just kind of the week got away from us. And they responded with no worries. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't, and so seeing and actually doing it and then seeing people's reactions not be as big as I would think of them in my brain is yeah. also, you know, it's yeah. like, it's not the end of the world. <laughs> <laughs> what? What are you talking about? <laughs> it's not you know, the world. Nobody died. <laughs> you know, it's so that, that was another realization as I saw through going through this and actually using the tools is seeing the small things and celebrating the small little victories because to your, my brain, they're huge. Yes. I love that. I think I also want to pause there for a second and and reemphasize what you just said, that celebrating your small victories is a big deal. The Mm -hmm. little things, it really is the little things. It might seem trivial to be like, oh my gosh, I didn't freak out when I sent this text. Right. But it's actually a big deal because your whole body is calm and normal as opposed to totally freaking out, shaking, you know, ruminating over it for days at a time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Constantly questioning yourself, being in like constant fight or flight mode and like constant aware mode. And it just changes everything, even though it's a little, it's a little thing. So tell me how this kind of new way of being translated into your work um so yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I went back to work for the first time last year and um kind of the thing that I ended up which was before we started working together and um as I went through my job and went through it all, I kind of really started to see some tendencies with my employer or my boss that were just very, um, 
like narc, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> we you know, have a narc folks. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, the biggest thing is, is like, I don't want to go around calling everybody a narcissist. I agree. I, I don't think that's necessary, but if, but, if you can identify the tendency, yeah, yeah that's yeah. useful. Yeah. Right. And I, you know, and I think it's helpful to realize the tendencies and that helps you realize it's not me, it's mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And nothing that I do is going to change that. That's how, right. how they are, nothing I can do, nothing I can say, nothing I can change about myself is going to change the way that they are and or how they react to things. And so um, I kind of really started realizing this and the other thing is you, once you, um, start to see those tendencies, you are, I've become way more, um, like, okay, I see the tendency. I don't like this tendency. I am going to set a boundary about yes. that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And kind of kind of cut myself off from it, even though not necessarily physically or like directly, but just realizing like the situation for what it is, it kind of, yeah. And so I started realizing this and I had a decision to make of staying on with this employer or going out on my own. And up until, you know, a few months ago, I had was like, well, you know what, like, we seem to be working really well together. You know, maybe we can make this work. Then I don't have to worry about, you know, going on my own and like risking all this stuff. And, um, so I was like, well, maybe this will work out this. I can do this. This, this will be good. But then as we kind of went on, it just started getting worse and worse. And I just started realizing it's a very toxic thing, very, very toxic. And it wasn't making me happy. It, it, I dreaded going into work. I was just not able to do what I needed to do. And I realized some of the promises that he was making were never going to actually come true. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's very good at saying what needs to be said to solve the problem that's in front of him or mm-hmm. to make it go away. The issue that I was bringing up. Um, so And I was like, I just, that's not what I want to do. Yeah. And so I made that decision and I was like, all right, (laughs) here we go. And so I, you know, that was, I was like beginning of June and I basically kind of gave them the heads up. And then I made my decision mid June and said, my last day is July 1st. And I, we, on that day, um, or June 30th was our last day. And even on that day, it, he was still trying to take over and try to manipulate me and make it to where he didn't want to pay me the right amount. And he Mm -hmm. didn't, um, he was questioning everything. He called that morning and was just questioning everything. And 
I just finally, I just, I wouldn't, I was like, no, like this is not defending myself, but just saying like, well, no, like I've done the work. This is what I've done. And you owe me for this. And then once he realized I wasn't going to back down, he was like, well, okay, well, I'm going to do it because, you know, that's the type of guy I am. I'm a nice guy. Right. (laughs) I was just like, okay, you know, and I just, and ended up, we kind of solved everything. And I said, bye, and I'm out of it. And now I'm opening my own thing. What? Say that again. You're opening your own thing. What? what? Like, no big deal. I'm just over here. <laughs> yes. And now I am opening my own agency. I am opening my own business. And, yeah. you know, I, even six months ago, I, it was, this was, I don't think I could have done this at that point, you know, yeah. six right? It's just, it's incredible. Like just the, the self-confidence, the possibility, the sense of Mm -hmm. like, oh, maybe I can do this because all of that weight of, I got to worry about how everybody's feeling and I got to make sure everyone's happy is gone. So like, there's just so much room for, wait a second, what is it that I actually want? What is this thing that I kind of have always wanted, but always was afraid to like do? Maybe this is possible for me, right? Opens you up to really cool things. I'm really excited for you. Like, this is going to be so cool. And it's just, it's just amazing just how like your life can change by making little small tweaks here and there, just Mm -hmm. little, little realizations that carry over into every relationship, like every context, even though it wasn't really a huge earth shattering, you know, realization, it was just, oh, wait, it isn't my job. Oh, wait, uh, it's not my fault. It like, you can give it back to them. It belongs to them, their emotions, their negative, you know, feelings, everything that they're saying and doing to try to make you change so that they feel better, right? You can just give it back to them. It's really okay. Oh, I'm so excited for you. That's, that's really awesome. Oh, and I wanted to also mention like, just like whoever's listening right now, just accept it. Like the person who's a narc in your life or who has narcissist tendencies in your life just isn't ever going to like the setting of boundaries. They're never going to like, when you say no, they're never going to love or respect your boundary. It's just never going to happen. So there's nothing you can do to kind of make them like it. You just have to set your boundary, let them feel how they're going to feel and move on with your life live your life like boundaries are the way in which you can live the life that you want to live as opposed to living someone else's life the way they want to live which has nothing to do with you anyway it's about them so I love that okay so I thought I would try something a little different on this client conversation episode I was thinking we could do some live coaching so we've finished working together officially, but there's one person in your life (laughs) that (laughs) isn't your boss and isn't your husband that suddenly has come out with a ton of narc tendencies that you had never known before. And you don't have to get super specific. I don't, we don't need to know names or anything, but let's, let's hear it. Yeah. So I've known this person for a while and we had a good relationship, you know, for almost 10 years. Um, just nothing like normal, you know, very loving, um, relationship, very, um, just, yeah. Like I, 
I don't even know what it's tried, but just very easy relationship um, mm-hmm. when we were together. And recently <laughs> they <laughs> found out that me and my husband have different viewpoints on things than they do mm-hmm. and um or she does and it's just all of the sudden it was just like out of nowhere I could see the instant of just change and it something happened on you know one night and the next day we were together again and I mean we had this conversation and it was over an hour conversation and it was just attacking me and just you know, finding all of these things, even talking about my kids and the way that I raised my kids and questioning my parenting, questioning my marriage, questioning, you know, all of this stuff. And then eventually getting to the point of saying that I'm no longer welcome. So yeah, she was just coming at me and, um, I was having to defend myself, you know, and just like, and it was just unreal, like the, some of the things she was saying. And she, like I said, eventually got to the point where we weren't even going to, the question of us even being welcome. <laughs> and at that point, then she started getting louder with me. <laughs> and at that point, I set my boundary and I got up and I walked out and I just, cause I was done. I just, you know, like it, there was nothing else that I could say to change anything. And I wasn't, I was done taking the beratement at that point. And, mm-hmm. um, and then even a few days later, it even escalated even more of, you know, just really coming at me and saying basically that my business is going to fail, that, um, I'm antagonistic, that, um, I don't have proper care for my kids and just really just very hateful things that I never thought would ever come from this person. Yeah. It's just, it's kind of blindsided you like, yeah, very much. So very much. What so. the heck? Okay. So tell me what's going on in your mind as she's attacking all of these things and criticizing all these things. So, um, at the time, you know, I was just in shock that she was, you know, saying these things, but at the same time I was getting really angry about it because it was just like, even though we were, you know, somewhat close, it's like, you are not in my life enough to be able to say the things that you're saying, you know, and giving the opinions that you're giving. And just, I was just kind of in shock. And I, you know, and then afterwards, it, it hit me, and it was hard. But then I kind of, even more so because I hadn't done anything, (laughs) you know, I like the the only thing that I had, I guess, done, if you could say is disagreed or thought differently than she did. And it it just like, 
I was just like, this doesn't make any sense. And so that's when I kind of, you know, I would think about our conversation or I would think about the things that were said or, you know, where we are now. I really just say they are choosing that. That is their choice to react that way. They have made their decision and like, that's not, that's not on me that like, I have done nothing wrong. Um, and that's on them, you know, and that's just that, but a year ago, even six months ago, (laughs) I mean, and I'm not like, to be honest, you know, it did, it crushed me a little bit, you know, it was when we got, you know, that first week afterwards, it was, you know, had really a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of, you know, but it was more of, um, what is going to happen in the future? You know? Yeah. Is that the part that was crushing you or like what exactly about it was, was the crushing part? Yeah. More of what is it going to be like in the future? And also I think it was almost, you know, kind of now that we're talking as we're going through this. Yeah. Live, live coaching. Woohoo. One of the things I love is I almost think it and kind of wonder and think it might've been a little bit of grief kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. coming into play because it almost felt like I lost that person that, you know, has been a part of my life for the past, you know, several years and who I kind of, you know, looked up to a little bit and kind of held in a certain way. And so I think that might've been coming into play too, was a little bit of that grief of you're not the person I thought you were. Yeah. And so I think that was kind of part of it in, in playing in that. And then of course, some of the things that she said was going off in my head of, you know, especially about my business, I was getting ready to start it. And here she is telling me almost hoping and wishing that I fail, you know, and it's just, so, um, but I, it wasn't, um, as much of a, uh, before I would have been like, oh my gosh, like, what did I say? What did I do? Why am mm-hmm. I, I, you know, what can I do to fix it? Or I'd be trying to fix it. I would be trying to like find a solution. You know, I'd put it all on myself. Exactly. Before. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this time it was more of, I placed, I guess, I don't know if blame is the right word, but placed the blame where it was, which mm-hmm. is with them, you know, and with that person. And right. Well, I not, like to use the word responsibility because blame, yeah. yeah, is definitely, <clears throat> that's, that's a, that's a no word in my, uh, in my, yeah. <laughs> my, in my work, we, we know, we don't blame ever. Yeah. It's just not useful, but like, yeah, you took on the responsibility, you know, of making it right, of trying to fix it, or you would have, sorry, you didn't at the time, but like you, mm-hmm. a year ago, you would have taken it all upon yourself. And then you, instead it's like, it belongs to them. They are responsible for their emotions and their thoughts, right. which is amazing. Right. I mean, it, yeah, it like, and I, I mean, even still now, like I think about it, I kind of cringe, you know, yeah, tell uh, me about the cringe. I want to hear about this. Like, Let's get I, dig into that. 
you know, what was said, I replay kind of the whole thing, especially that, that one day where we were talking for a while. And I, Mm -hmm. um, I think about it and I just like cringe at the fact that like it happened Mm -hmm. and like, um, a little bit sometimes like, what is like, I can't believe she thought that way about me, like Mm -hmm. her perception and her thinking of me completely changed in an instant. And I was just that part of it is still out there of like somebody out there has a perception of me that I don't particularly like, or that I don't want Mm. them, you know? And so that sometimes gets to me a little bit. That's interesting. Okay. There's somebody out there that has a a thought about me that I don't like Mm and thinking something about me that I don't like. Why is it important to you to have people think about you in a certain way? Um, I think it's just more of a, um, I don't want to be seen as, I don't, I guess it's more of, I don't want to see, be seen as a, I don't know, you know, you're getting me. Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) It's the magic, the coaching magic. (laughs) Think, And it makes you, but you know, I don't know. I don't know why that bothers me so much. I think it's more of, I think my fixing it comes into play of like, mm-hmm. I need perception. Um, but or what, what if you never fix that perception? What will happen in reality? Nothing. Right. But, what <laughs> you know, but to me, I guess knowing that somebody in this world doesn't think that I'm a good person or that I wouldn't be a helpful person or that I'm not, um, yeah, a good person. Mm-hmm kind of makes it, makes me feel kind of like I need to fix that perception. Yeah. Because if, if, if they, if that never gets fixed, what will happen? If it never gets fixed and they always continue to think about you this way, what is your brain trying to avoid? Uh, Shame. Interesting. Yeah. or like, um, um, I mean, my insecurities of trying to be helpful and like, make sure everybody else is okay. And that mm-hmm. their thought is good, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. So that's interesting. So it's like, you have this idea about yourself. I'm a helpful person. And if I'm not a helpful person, that creates a lot of shame for me. And mm-hmm. in order for me to be confident that I'm a helpful person, everyone around me needs to believe it too. Yes. Like if I'm helpful, like it's not, I'm not doing my job. <laughs> mm, I'm not doing my job. Or That's interesting. Not, yeah. It's not, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So you're yeah. supposed to be helpful all the time. In my brain. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, yeah. And I think it just comes from, from the very, for a long time that yeah. was my priority is making sure that everybody else is taken care of and that I'm helpful, you know, from helping take care of family members, my mom and my brother, you know, like all of that from a very young childhood of yes, erasing myself mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, making 
sure that I'm and even growing up making sure that I'm don't cause any issues that I'm not the one that they're mm-hmm. having to worry about that I I don't need anything I don't yes. you know and I that's just proof that that is just all kind of connected and, and perpetuated for ever. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this so much because it's like your childlike brain years and years ago was like, okay, I've got to make sure that I am always perceived as a helpful person. I got to make sure everyone's taken care of. I got to make sure there are no issues. I got to make sure everyone is thinking that I'm a helpful person and it's not me causing any problems because if I don't, then like catastrophe will happen and it will be all my fault. Right. And I'm going to be in so much shame as a result of that. And then you're taking that with you to your adulthood. And it's like, okay, yep. Okay. Everyone around me has to be thinking, yep, she's a totally helpful person. She's totally going to get it done. We can rely on her. You know, there's a problem over here, but it's not caused by Deborah. No, like she's helpful. Some, it's somebody else that's creating the problem. Right. right? And it mm-hmm. creates this sense of like safety. It creates the sense of, I never have to feel shame if everybody around me is complying with the setup that I've created, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, that's all it is. It's just a setup. It's just what you created as a kid so that you can feel a little bit of power in a powerless situation. Yeah. You were in a powerless situation. Right. It was something I could control. Yeah. It was something you could control. And as an adult, you can look back and say like, oh, oh my goodness. Like I had zero control. (laughs) There was (laughs) like no way anybody, like you can't rely on a child, right. To manage adult affairs, but children have to create this system in order for them to get to the next day because the stress, the anxiety, the fear is just so overwhelming for children in powerless situations. And so they have to create some sort of mechanism in the mind that says, okay, I am being a helpful person who I can finally relax. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you take that to adulthood and it's like, oh, wait a second. I don't need that mechanism anymore. I'm an adult now. She can be wrong about me. And everybody can be wrong about me. I don't need outside validation, outside thinking to maintain my inside thinking. My inside thinking is 100% up to me. You can always believe you're a helpful person regardless of who believes what around you. Yes. And that was the other thing that I've learned is that I... I am um, in control of my own emotions for myself and how I feel about myself, you know, and I still have a lot of work on that part of it on that front, Mm -hmm. but um, I think learning both that other people are in, in control of their emotions and learning that my emotions are controlled by me. That was another big, you know, thing figure out and like that one I'm still kind of working on <laughs> absolutely it's always a work yeah. in progress yeah, yeah. is you know that self-confidence and that because I do I look for validation everywhere mm-hmm. self mm-hmm. um and I know that's normal for you know some of it's normal but I go to the extreme <laughs> right <laughs> um, 
And so I think it's just learning, you know, that I, I am a good, helpful person because I know I am not because somebody else thinks that. Exactly. And I do, it's, it's really interesting because it really is. I have to say that stuff to myself out loud sometimes, you know, and, and it really, and I can feel my brain fighting it. You know, it's, it's, it's a very weird thing of, I can feel my brain kind of just battling it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because It challenges that safety mechanism, mm-hmm. right? It's like saying, uh, no, we don't wear seatbelts anymore. We're fine. And your brain's like, uh, I don't think so. We have to wear a seatbelt. What are you talking about? And right. It's like, no, see, we're in a different vehicle now that doesn't require seatbelts. And your brain's like, but I still feel scared. I still feel this, like this pit in my stomach. Right. And so when you think about your conversation with, with that person, it's like the cringe happens, you know, because that's like, you can't control her thinking. And it's like that old way of trying to feel safe and secure is not coming to fruition, right? Like that old way of making sure that everyone around me knows that I'm a helpful person is not working. And so like that, the the indication in your body is trying to create an an emotion that will motivate you to make sure that she thinks good things about you. And then Mm -hmm. that feeling will go away, right? But your job isn't to make that feeling go away. Your job is to sit with the cringe, sit with whatever the emotion is, breathe it out, allow it to be there. Um, not try to fix it, not try to make it go away. And, and then that allows you to create the space for, Oh wait, I don't need validation from other people. And then the only other thing I want to say about this and we can be done is that like the next level is understanding that you may be a helpful person. Maybe you're not a helpful person sometimes, And it doesn't matter because you're you and you're good enough just the way you are. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's that's next level. Ideally, I would like us to get it at that level. Because I love that you want to, I love that you're giving yourself the internal validation that like you are the source of your validation. And then the next level after that is it's not necessary for you to think that you're a helpful person in order to feel like a good person. You can just accept yourself exactly the way you are, regardless of what traits you have or don't have or how strong you are in certain areas. Anyway, that's, I wanted to (laughs) make sure that was in there. (laughs) Okay, Deborah, you are amazing. Thank you so much for coming on and telling us your story and allowing yourself to even like be coached live. This is so fun. And, um, I want to just give you one last opportunity. If you have any advice for people listening out there, what would you say? Um, I would say that if you are even thinking about, if you trying to work on this stuff, it's 100% worth it and you're worth it. Um, and yes, I love that. I still have a lot to go, but just certain things that have happened in the last several months has completely changed my life. And you'll be amazed at how even just the small little changes that you think are small little changes are huge in the way that you live your life. And, um, 
I think the biggest thing is learn tools <laughs> and get the tools to be able to, well, first learn to recognize <laughs> the things and then yes. get the, you know, that's yeah. a big thing. I learned to recognize a lot of stuff and that in of itself has been a huge thing. And then getting the tools to deal with it when I recognize it. And yes, the combination of those two things will change your life. Yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Truth yeah. bomb right there. Combination yeah. of those two things, awareness and tools will change your life. Amen. Mike yeah. drop. Well said. <laughs> so, so good. Thank you so much, Deborah. You're amazing. And I hope that we are friends forever. <laughs> You've got a friend for life over here. <laughs> thank you for your example. Oh, go ahead. I want to like, I mean, I want to thank you. Like you've literally changed my life and, um, not just in a way of, you know, telling me what's wrong with me, <laughs> but in a way of, um, truly like becoming who I'm supposed to be. And, yes. um, yeah. I mean, I just, the, the transformation in short time has been amazing. So thank you. And you're amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are. Well, thank you. That means a lot. And it, it, it's an honor to witness the change. Like, let me tell y'all, it's amazing to witness. Like when my clients come to me, how they are and then what they're like after the work, it's, it's truly remarkable to witness that, mm -hmm. um, that transformation. So all right. Thank you so much. Hey there. If you are ready to take your life to the next level, working one-on-one -on -one with me just might be what you're looking for. I invite you to book a consultation. It's a free one hour conversation focused entirely on your situation that will change your life. Email me directly at laura at bythewaycoaching.com to get started. Can't wait to see you soon.